Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello, today I'm going to read a passage from the eight stanzas of mind training, the eight stanzas of mind training. And this one in particular is number five, number five. These are short little pithy slogans. And the intention is that they're short enough that they're easy to remember and that we can call them to mind when we need them. These are, that's what a lot of the mind training tradition is like. It's got little, little teachings that are very short, almost bumper stickers. And so when you need to reflect on it, it's easy. It's easy. Whereas, you know, like a very long text, like you may not recall the lessons from that text, but these are easy. Okay. They're like slogans almost. So this is the verse and I'm going to read it and then comment on it. When out of jealousy, others abuse and attack me in unjust ways. May I take the defeat upon myself and offer the victory to others. I'll read that again. When out of jealousy, others attack me in unjust ways. May I take the defeat upon myself and offer the victory to others. So this is about sort of sort of um, having some grace when people do wrongs to us, especially when it's out of jealousy, when it's sort of mild things for the most part. And it's about what, what do we do? What do we do when someone wrongs us on this path? So one thing is People cause us pain, of course, and we can reflect on that and we can carry that around tightly, like grasping, or we can sort of think, oh, why did that happen? What, what aspects of this can I control? And what aspects of this can I not control? And of course, when something does, someone does something really bad, like commits a terrible crime against us, then there's that old saying, forgive, but don't forget. But at the same time, we can still learn something as well. There is a, another teaching um, in, a, in a group collection called the Lojong slogans, the Lojong slogans, and it is drive all blames into one. And the one that you're blaming is yourself. It's the teaching to blame yourself for your problems. And because we can. We can stop blaming everyone around for our problems. It's an, it's easy for us to blame other people all the time. Um, as a dad, I see a lot of situations where one of my kids is aggressive or mean to the other and says, it's not my fault. They were being annoying. And of course, that's, that's silly. We can throw blame around and agonize over how other people are causing us to behave. Or we can stand up and take responsibility for all of our actions. It's up to us. So... We want to learn how to stop blaming others for what happens 
even when it is their fault, even when it seems very clear that it's someone else's fault. And this is obviously really hard to do. We like blaming others. And what we want to learn, try to learn to do is fully appreciate and understand everything that happens and not worry so much about whose fault it is. And that even applies when someone is angry about something that's not our fault, something that's not related to us, and they lash out at us. It's even that. We want to try to fully appreciate, appreciate and understand that. This is about moving away from the habit of complaining and instead looking at ways to turn our experience into the path of awakening. The truth is, sometimes when someone does something wrong to us, Pushing back doesn't help. Pushing back doesn't help. So say someone spreads a rumor about you that's not true, okay? And then you say, no, that's not true. They're a liar. Well, does that make you look less guilty? That's that's the question before us. If someone starts a rumor about you and you aggressively deny it, Does that make you look less guilty or more guilty? Or does it have an impact at all? The truth is, and we see this um, sometimes when, like, uh, in crime stories, when a woman dies and the husband has no right thing he can do, right? If he's too upset, people will think he did it. And if he's not upset at all, people will think he did it. There's no right answer. And it's often the same when someone starts a rumor about you. And I can, I can, I can really relate to that. Once somebody started a rumor about me and I tried to just not address it. I tried to just not address it instead of just loudly and aggressively shouting, oh my gosh, I can't believe this rumor was started about me, right? And because there's nothing to be done. But the truth is, if someone starts a rumor about you, that's their that's their problem. The right people are not going to believe it anyway. And there's nothing to be done. And this is a hard thing to wrap our heads around. A hard thing to wrap our heads around. So I'm going to tell a little story. And this is a Zen story. This is about a Zen teacher named Hakuin. And he lived in the 1600s. And I really like this story because I think it helps elucidate teachings like this. Teachings about sort of turn the other cheek. No, not turn the other cheek. But it's just it's just that lashing out doesn't help. Okay. So Hakuin lived in the 1600s. And he lived in a small hut outside of a village. And he had a great reputation. Everybody liked him. He was trusted and beloved, and people came from all over to receive teachings from him, which is good because that's how he lived his life. People would come, you know, donate food or whatever and receive a teaching. And one day, a young woman in this village, I say young woman, uh, a girl, uh, she became pregnant and she lived with her parents and she lied to her parents and she told them that Hakwin was the father of her baby because they asked. 
And after the baby was born, this this girl's parents took the baby to Hakwin's hut and said, you got our daughter pregnant. You must take care of this child. We can't afford it. They were, they were very angry. And they said, this is on you. This is your fault. She's just a girl. She's too young to have a baby. And we can't afford it. We're poor. And Hakwin said, is that so? And he accepted the baby and endeavored to raise it as his own. So this, this girl had ruined his reputation. People thought he was a wise and virtuous teacher, and suddenly they didn't, didn't think that anymore. He, you see, he was a monk. He was not supposed to do any of this, let alone like the age of the girl's a problem. And, but also the fact that he's getting anyone pregnant is a problem. So suddenly people think he's a creep. And no one would come to learn from him anytime soon because he obviously could not be trusted. Because the family talked about it, right? But also, like, rumors spread, you know? Word spreads about scandalous things, and this was definitely scandalous, right? So they talked about it, and they told everyone. And the thing is, he just responded with patience. He could have responded with anger. He could have done what many of us would done and just aggressively denied the accusation and just been like, no, that girl's lying. She's crazy. It's not true. That's not my child. But the thing is, would that have worked? Would they have listened to a denial? You know, they didn't have paternity tests back then. So there was nothing his word against their daughters, right? And instead, his attitude was just, okay, well, I guess I'm raising a child now. And he took care of that baby for over a year. It's said that he took incredibly good care of it. He borrowed milk from a neighbor and he fed and clothed to that baby, caring for all its needs, needs, raising it as though it were his own. And a year went by and the girl confessed. The baby's father was a poor fisherman or something. And she just didn't want to admit that she had had relations with a poor fisherman. So the parents came back and they apologized to Hakwin. They were like, we're so sorry for ruining your reputation and giving you this baby and making you raise it. We, and they said they'd take the baby back since it was not his responsibility. It was not his responsibility to raise this child. So they said, we're just going to take it back. And Hakwin again said, is that so? And he let them take the baby that he had cared for. And it is said that he faced that with the equanimity that he had a calm and even mind about it. I tend to think this was hard on him. He had plenty of time to bond with this child. And then he had to face what a lot of foster parents had to face. Right? He had to just let the child go. Let the child go to its, re its real, to its biological family. So Hakuin can teach us something about how to handle drama. He was attacked and he handled it with humility and stoicism. He didn't worry about his reputation. He didn't worry about the work he would have to do to take care of this child. He just did what had to be done. He just did it. He just said, is that so? And he just took care of that child. That child needed care. And they told him they were too poor to take care of it. I mean, maybe he believed that. So he just did it. 
He just did it. And I don't think we respond that way to situations like that. I don't think we respond that way at all, right? And he did. He just took it. He just accepted that child. And it's hard to even wrap our heads around that, really. But that's that's what we're talking about here. It's so hard to ignore it when somebody spreads rumors about you. So hard. Even, even when it doesn't affect your life in the way that it is affecting Hawkins in this story. Even if it doesn't affect your life in that way. It's still really hard. It's still really hard. We care. Even if we say we don't care what people think. We do. We do. But the truth is there's no real solid good way to handle it. People are going to say what they're going to say about you. Right? And if we can learn how to cultivate that mind that thinks, so, well, I mean, what they say about me is their business. I'm just living my life, you know? And and the truth is, most of the time, rumors about us that people spread don't have the incredible consequences of suddenly having to take care of a baby, right? Most of the time, the consequences are relatively minor. It's just somebody saying a thing about you and you wish they wouldn't. Um, there's a teaching called the four virtuous practices that I want to, uh, just bring to you here that we train in on the Bodhisattva path. And it's, um, not responding with anger when someone's angry at you, not fighting back if someone physically attacks you, not um, scolding someone when they scold you, not, you know, yelling and not exposing hidden faults of somebody who exposes your hidden faults. So, uh, the teaching is that those things make it worse. Those things make it worse. We want to try to meet those behaviors with grace, humility, kindness, and again, really hard to do right? And it's said that if we train in these practices, we're going to have beneficial results in our lives and we're going to have more harmonious situations. But it's the opposite of our inclination, right? Our inclination is if somebody hits you, you hit them back, right? If somebody yells at you, you yell back. If somebody lies about you, you yell at them, right? And those things just, they don't, they don't help. They just steal our joy and the joy of others. our joy and the joy of others. So what we want to learn how to do, and this is not easy, although the way I'm describing it is very simple. This is not easy, right? And, and I know some people struggle a lot with anger and some people struggle a little, but we all struggle with it. And we want to learn how to turn our minds toward kindness and compassion. Even when things are hard, especially when things are hard. So if someone's telling lies about you, it can be really tough. And there can be consequences too. And that makes it even harder. And we could lash out at the person and we could lash out at the people that believe them. But ultimately that doesn't help. That doesn't help. So what can, what else can we do? Well, we can just be quiet about it, right? We can just um, 
um, a hard thing. I think I saw this in a meme. A hard thing to do is to give forgiveness when you've never gotten an apology. A hard thing to do is to give forgiveness when you've ever gotten an apology, right? And again, I'm saying this in a lot of these episodes, and I'll say it now. I'm not talking about incredible trauma. I'm not talking about when someone is horrendously victimized, right? We um, we could set having grace in those kinds of situations as our goal, but honestly, most of the time, it's little things, right? It's little minor things that we carry around with us, that we get torn up by, and that's what I'm talking about overcoming here minor things. Someone's telling lies about me, right? In the greater scheme of things, generally that doesn't ruin your life, right? So um, that's what I wanted to share with you today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me and have a good day. Thank you for listening and have a good day.